Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hootie Hoo Glamour Girls, it's Sam here with a quick little announcement. First of all, if you are Canada-based, we have huge news, and that's that we are performing at the Just for Last Festival July 27th at 12.30 p.m. at the Hilton Doubletree Montreal Ovation Room. We are so excited to be going to JFL, and breaking news, we have our special guest for that show, which will be Robbie Hoffman. That's right, one of the brightest and um, at the same time most controversial minds that um, the comedy community currently has. Um, so I cannot wait to hear what the hell Robbie has been up to. It is our first sort of brunch time show. You know, it's 12.30 p.m. So we're having this fantasy of, you know, mimosas and bloodies and coffee and sort of reflecting on the night we had the night before, which was, of course, wild because we're freaking crazy. But it's going to be so fun to meet those Canadian glamour girls and do a Stradiolab live there. And then if you are not Canadian and are in fact American, we will be coming to Boston, Philly, DC, Minneapolis, Chicago, Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, and Los Angeles, California. So we are doing that in August and September and tickets are available now. We are so excited to travel the world and by the world, I mean America and Canada a little bit. Um... Get those tickies now at linktree.com slash stradiolab. They are all available there. Um, and on top of that, enjoy the damn episode. XOXO, Sam. Okay, podcast starts now. What's up, everyone? And welcome to Stradio Lab. And we are standing in solidarity with Fran Drescher and no one else. Now more than ever, what with everything going on. Exactly. Please stream the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't promote anything. We can't promote anything. Okay, we um, have to talk about that. Um, so the rules? The rules. There are now, just so everyone knows, you know, this is the first episode we're recording since the strike was announced. Not the first one to be released since the strike was announced. Correct. But the first episode we're recording since the Screen Actors of America have gone on strike. Yeah. And 
we have been told that the official Shrek rules are that we can have SAG members on, but they are not allowed to promote their projects. <laughs> Which I find so perfect for us. Yeah. Because we have famously never promoted anything. We have never promoted anything even when asked to. <laughs> Um, we have been um, chided for not uh, promoting when we are supposed to. We have to. ruined friendships. I would say it has gotten to the point where multiple times I have had to re record myself reintroducing a guest to add their credits <laughs> because I refuse to do it in the moment. Yeah, it's tough. And I guess I just want to say, like, sorry, we've, you know, just always believed in solidarity mm -hmm. and always believed in. And sorry we were ahead of our time. Sorry we weren't trying to profit the CEOs by promoting your individual products. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> sorry we, we said a big F you to David Zaslov yeah. by not pr saying who has which podcast. And by the way, when we have our friends on who still have day jobs and live with roommates and we refuse to promote their projects, <laughs> that is anti-capitalist. And if they don't respect that and if they don't appreciate that that I don't know what I can even do because we've seen what happens when they get successful <laughs> let me Please. tell you we've seen what happens they're, they're purchasing we've, so we've much we've been to the Sun Valley conference <laughs> and it is not pretty over there <laughs> So what we are doing to sort of keep everyone um, to in keep Austin weird, <laughs> we are single-handedly keeping Austin weird on this podcast. And Austin is Hollywood, and weird and is New York City poor. And <laughs> yeah, so um, huge solidarity. I and I just want to say, if you know Ryan Gosling is listening, mm. um, feel free to you know come on. You. Can't we won't ask you anything about Barbie? Um, you can't even don't even say the word. I can't even. I won't even say the we word. We won't ask you anything about your upcoming projects. You can just sort of tell us what you had for lunch. Um, yeah. Sort of what your morning routine is like. Yeah, I'm sure it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell us how much you love Eva Mendes, but who, who you are. I assume <laughs> keeping locked down so she can't act anymore. What? Interesting. Sounds toxic to me. <laughs> Where is Eva Mendes? Go, I'm telling you. Ryan Gosling is toxic <laughs> and he is put, he is being Jonah Hill and he is telling her no more acting for you. I feel like he's even telling her don't leave the house for you. He said don't leave the house, raise my children while I go and make various films based on beloved fashion dolls. They have children? Oh yeah. And they're keeping them locked down too. I mean if I tell <laughs> not only do I know for a fact they have children, I know for a fact that Eva Mendez has entrepreneurship that she is doing rather than acting. Really? Yes. Why are you so obsessed with Eva Mendes? <laughs> Eva Mendes is a, is a real, I think Eva Mendes, if she was not pressured by Ryan Gosling to not act anymore, could have a big career. Do you not agree? Have you not seen Hitch? I saw Hitch. Well, if you've seen Hitch, <laughs> then I don't know why you are being so contrarian right now. I'm not trying to be contrarian. I just, I guess I, this feels like a more niche opinion. You're sort of I projecting guess, it like it's like really You know, listen, thought. you have to, as we've discussed before, you have to go big. Like, what am I going to do? Be like, oh yeah, she's like a B plus actress. That's not interesting. <laughs> sure, sure. I have to commit to <laughs> being the number one Eva Mendes stan in order to reach any kind of comedic heights on this platform. God, it is so hard to make a splash these days. It is. I mean, the, literally, it is a death knell to decide to be in any way equivocating. Like, you have to commit, either big or small. Either I'm saying Eva Mendes is a flop and she needs to be ashamed of herself and crying all day because of how little talent she has or I am saying she needs to EGOT she is better than Meryl <laughs> and she needs to get a Kennedy Honors Lifetime Achievement Award 
yesterday. <laughs> George, I can't help but feel uh, we started this podcast, mm. you know, talking about how anti-capitalist of we course, are and um, how in solidarity we are. And now and like even in the beginning of the entire run of this podcast, you know, we were arguing for nuance for of once course, in our lives. Course. And just to see how lost we've become. Yeah. Um, where now we're sort of saying be the biggest or be the smallest. Um, yeah, I guess it's interesting that you want to advocate for nuance all of a sudden when it has to do with a woman <laughs> and her career. And you are and you are saying, stop being so supportive of a woman. Stop being so supportive of a woman. Take <laughs> her down a peg. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying let's. let's I don't be know. Realistic. I couldn't see any nuance when we were talking about Ryan Gosling and you were begging him to come on the I podcast. I wasn't begging him. I just said Ryan Gosling because I didn't know the right way to say Margot Robbie's name because sometimes you say Margot Robbie. Okay, I. Thank you for bringing this up <laughs> because sometimes you say Margot Robbie I and say everyone Robbie. else on earth says Robbie. No, I've heard people say Robbie. Do you think I would just randomly not know how to pronounce Robbie, the human name? George, not to be a bitch, yes. <laughs> I have heard people say Robbie, and I'm like, well, she is Australian. I mean, I... someone should go by Margot. <laughs> I think that would be sort of big if a woman named Margot just went by Margot. Margot sounds very. Margot Robbie. <laughs> Margot Robbie sounds very like video game villain. Mm. Um. Okay, wait. I have one more strike thing I want to say. Please. Do you think it's shameful that I went to the strike for approximately 25 minutes today? Well, you had to leave to come record a podcast that you are doing in a in accordance with strike rules. In accordance clear. with strike rules. Um, and I was there at the earliest moment you could be. Of course. It started at noon. If yes. it started at 11, I would have been there at 11. Of course. But I was. it was pretty shameful to get there, get a t-shirt, oh, put the t-shirt. I didn't realize that's what you did. <laughs> I got a t-shirt, yeah. I Damn. put the t-shirt on. I took these clothes off, put the t-shirt on, walked for 20 minutes, right. took the t-shirt off, mm -hmm. <laughs> handed my sign back, yeah. and put these clothes back on. Right. Well, it's very much giving like an influencer that does an announcement using a sort of ring light, and then yeah. you zoom out, and they are kind of in a dingy one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and they are, you know, the, the whole thing has been a lie the whole time. <laughs> and I wasn't at the... I wasn't at the activation. <laughs> <laughs> the strike I was, activation. I was supporting from afar and I was donating to Fran Drescher. I have Venmo Fran Drescher multiple hundreds of dollars. <laughs> which is huge. But I haven't gotten a free t-shirt, which is interesting. Well, I'll pick you one All right, thank <laughs> up you. next time. I do, it's also, I thought it was, I think what makes it okay morally is that I did not take a picture. Yeah, I think so. I took a t-shirt, but not a picture. Well, also, is there some magical time period that makes it valid like you were there for 25 minutes that's more than zero that's true i would say an hour and a half is the sweet spot oh is it <laughs> <laughs> i mean not hmm. legally but yeah interesting i guess we'll have to ask our guest who wasn't there at all <laughs> <laughs> well it's day one you know of course of course and we all just thought it was gonna work <laughs> out she's not local <laughs> <laughs> well she's on vacation she's on vacation crying out loud okay well now that we've dragged her through the mud i think it's time to bring her in <laughs> Please. Um, well, she you can see her in the upcoming series, Redacted. <laughs> Please welcome to the pod, Lisa Traeger. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. This is thrilling. This is my thing. I want to go to the strike, but I don't want to hold a sign. I don't think I have the upper body strength. Do I have to, you hold, don't a have to hold a sign? You, they will hand you a sign. Yeah. You kind of have to be like, no, thank you. Maybe yes. wear, maybe wear a brace. You know what I heard? So I was with someone where they went to the Writers Guild strike, and then they got a recon job instead. They told them two people to go by the bushes and take photos of cars that were entering the lot, their license oh. plates. I want jobs like that. You want to be like a spy? Yes, I want extra jobs. 
you are being such an actor right now. You're like, <laughs> how can I? I need to be Carmen Sandiego. I can't just yeah. be like one in a in a sea of people. Yeah. Like I need to be the star. It's You're, like, yes, this is my. These are my background dancers and singers, and I am a detective. <laughs> You're showing up in like a full pleather outfit. Yes. You know, you're also being Gaga investigating the January 6th. Oh my God, you are so <laughs> being Gaga investigating January 6th. Well, I want to say, you know, I am a listener. I have so much to say. But the reason I went to the Chromatica tour was because of all of your Instagram posts. Wow. Really? I saw everyone having a good time and I went, I got to go. <laughs> wow. And I have a Gaga shower curtain. Like, I love Lady Gaga, uh -huh. but... The, your group of boys having a good time was the re I was like, I gotta get my hands you know on some I, tickets. You know what I'm, I have to tell you, I, that's how I feel about Beyonce, where I had, I had accepted, I was like, you know what? I don't need to see Beyonce this time around. Like, yeah. I will be okay. And other people are like traveling to Philly and seeing her in, like, people are traveling to London. I literally feel stupid. I'm like, how do I, and I actually did look up tickets and they're like a thousand dollars. I'm like, I can't Oh, I can't that. afford it. Well, you can email uh oh. Some agents, right? Okay, we are. Ticks. You know what? Is that true? See what happens. Don't you have any? Like, I message no, people the, at like totally. niche event companies. I have no shame. I don't care. Wow. No, it is true that once you sort of like, once you realize free how available free tickets are. Yeah. Because I remember when <laughs> I used to work at um, Gawker, like I saw Funny Girl for free with Leah Michelle. I just was like, yeah, we're writing about it. I'm the editor. And sure enough, Olivia Craighead wrote a post about how the man actor is also good. <laughs> <laughs> now that's activism. Well, yeah, it's um because I used to be um you know I was I was buying tickets at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster. Mm -hmm. I was waiting outside of grocery stores. Totally. Like I've lived that life for decades, and things sell out so quick. And I was yeah. always like, "How does this happen?" And then you you grow up and you're like, "Oh, everyone that works at Live Nation's coming Literally. to this concert, <laughs> yeah. and that's why you it, know 12 year olds can't go." It's it's like when you realize that the audience at the VMAs is literally all the children, nieces, and nephews of Viacom executives. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, that's why they're like." not doing a good job of being an audience because this is their entire life. Well, that's also why like you can sneak down and get better seats because totally. like it'll be like, well, my company got this and I don't want to go. Yeah. But you know about the Billy Joel thing? No. No. Oh, Billy Joel, oh, the front row is fully empty and he has staff go and get people from the top rows and bring him down cuz he got sick of performing for rich people who didn't give a shit. Oh, I oh, love that. He wants nice. people partying, so he brings people down to the front row. Wow, shout out. <laughs> yeah, I I want to see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden before he's done. I am sort of in a, I have to say, I am really in a concert going mood. Really? Days. Yeah. Well, I had Madonna tickets. I had Madonna tickets too. So did Sam. But, <sighs> I don't, is it rude to say I don't believe her? I don't believe her. I don't believe her. No. It's something's up. Yeah. I think she wasn't ready. Yeah, but it's like, it's the hits. What, <laughs> haven't you, don't you know them? <laughs> like, they're so old. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's not that she doesn't know the lyrics, Lisa. <laughs> it's that the stage has she has big she enough. Putting on a, she's like the queen of putting on a huge show. And I say that as someone who has watched the full Confessions Tour DVD multiple times. I went to the Drowned World Tour, oh, but with yeah. my family, and it was so sexual, and it was yeah. really, oh, wow. I didn't want to be there with my parents. Wow. I mean. But they bought me a shirt. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. And I my mean, sister taught me a valuable lesson that concert. So I was like plan thinking about my outfit and how to impress people. And she goes, they're here for Madonna, not you. Be comfortable. And since that moment, I never, like Gaga, people were in heels, corsets, mm -hmm. wigs. Well, Gaga especially. I'm like dressed with the pockets. Yeah. I'm not carrying nothing. Sneakers. I'm ready. It's very like sort of, I remember like 2009, 2010 where Gaga was such a popular Halloween costume and people would do like the 
you know, the the telephone look and the the coke can and the ha- hair. I feel like at concerts, it, at her concerts, it is still 2009. People are showing up literally dressed as her. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that happens. Like, you know, that also happened when I went to see Harry Styles. People were all wearing feather boas. Is that true? Yeah. That's embarrassing. That's easier than, you know, Well, they were 12, to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) But my friend, I saw at Dodger Stadium, and the friend I went with, he was like, how many wigs do you think are here tonight? And I go, I don't know, 50? And he flipped out. He goes, you think there's only 50 wigs here? (laughs) There's 50,000 people. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not 50. There can't be 50,000. Look, I can't How many people are at Dodger? Yeah. No, (laughs) we're not not in STEM. (laughs) No, I I, I do want to comment on... um, other things. Yes, please. Uh, so Beverly D'Angelo is a guest on my podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you know that she has twins with Al Pacino? Huh? Wait, is she the one? Is she his newest? No, no, no. No. It, early 2000s. But we're talking oh. to her and we're like, you have kids with Al Pacino? She goes, yeah, and I took a break from my career. What? I'm going to tell Al Pacino not to work? <laughs> and so her whole thing is she was just like, Al Pacino, you go work. Yeah. I'll take care of these kids. And she stepped back. So I think that might be is an Eva Mendes, like where it's like, what, I'm gonna get in the way of Ryan Gosling? Go be totally. a heartthrob. Yeah. You know? So that's just a fun little tidbit. I mean, it is interesting. I know that I was sort of like putting on this act of loving Eva Mendes, but she really is the- She's sexy. She's sexy, of course. And she is talented enough, but she really is the poster child of like, I'm sorry, but like a B plus celebrity. <laughs> Like she is, she is good enough. Like she, can but she could have. She could have become sure. a. True. And her sexiness might actually thrust her there with her nice blowout with like mm, the big round. Yeah. Brush. Did you ever watch The Women? No. So The Women is this very bad. I think it has like a truly nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's like a remake of an old movie, and she plays the other woman that Meg Ryan's husband like starts fucking, and she's like a makeup counter girl. Mm, I have seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! I have not seen this movie. Yeah, I but l- she is really good at that. And people are not. Um, when you play the dits, you don't get any credit because they're like you're just the dits. No, unless you're in the know. You know, everyone's yeah. really impressed with Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. Yeah. yeah. Mean Girl. Can we talk about things that have happened sure, in SAG? Like, what sure. is? Like, can you talk about <laughs> well, we Mean can't Girls? Talk about we can't acknowledge that cinema has ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Does Amanda have a podcast? We could talk about that potentially. Do you know, I want to talk about how I am keeping track on which of these A-list celebrities are posting or not posting about the strike. Really? Yeah, because some of them are not. You know who isn't? Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Well, well cause that's because she's, she's an exec and well, she's married to like the head of CAA. No, they're divorced. Oh, they're divorced. Sorry. But oh. she also, um, I think, sold her production company to like a war criminal. Yeah, company. like Blackstone. Uh, yeah. Like truly. Uh, well, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. now she's the richest actress in Hollywood mm. because she sold her company <laughs> to, you know, bombs. Yeah. Which is such an incredible collab. I, I just don't. It's sort of like, how are you helping each other? I don't get it. But yeah. Well, it's she's like, telling women stories. It's like KFC x Crocs. It's like, totally, well, why? Totally, totally. Wait, they have Croc KFC. They have like, yeah, like KFC themed Crocs. Because I have a Taco Bell bikini. <laughs> <laughs> I love Taco Bell. I mean, I do think brand collaborations are in their sort of postmodern era. Like anything yeah. can collaborate with anything else. Well, yeah, the yeah. migraine. Yeah. Is that? But in a way that's almost like losing its luster now like it's gotten so no, absurd that it's like oh nothing shocks me like I, I actually want to be surprised and I can't be anymore. well it's how I feel about like the, the fake merch trend of like you'll see a hat that's like you know the font of the Met Museum but it says the Mets like the baseball team uh-huh, you know what I mean uh-huh. like it's I, it was fun for a few years and it's 
just getting old. You know sadly. what it is? We gotta reel in like who has access totally. to like totally. printing. <laughs> yeah, screen printing. Yeah, things, things have been. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we no. have democratized the means of production too much quite frankly <laughs> too much but you're also like hip cool new yorkers mm. in the oh now. i see what you're saying so you've seen the new yorker nowhere you've seen all this for a while yeah, yeah. you know it might be new to some losers <laughs> you know like they were at, like matt matt ah! like i can see someone getting excited totally, totally. on their trip and here you're clear, just i also get excited about, about like i'm trying to remember like what but i like, recently anything that got. ariana maddox from vanderpump the pink glad bags are you purchasing? No, but I got I got Duracell batteries immediately. I went to Raising Cane's for the first time. I'm here to support her. So yeah. Oh, we can't even talk about the Emmys too. I'm just so proud of Vanderpump Rules. I know, I know. <laughs> the editing yeah. was so good. But they're yeah. We can promote Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> yeah. Because that's unscripted. Yeah. Well, I just saw on my phone that um I guess Tom Sandoval was sitting outside of Sir Everyone's Inside Parting and he was crying hysterically outside. Really? I haven't checked a second source, but they're. <laughs> but I guess he was just crying and talking to himself because Damn. no one wants to hang out with him. Oh no, he deserves it. I mean, as with all these things, I'm t you know, at some point it is gonna cross some boundary, and we're all gonna feel bad. No, because he hasn't taken accountability. If you cheat or if you do something fucked up and then apologize yeah. and actually are like. Wow, I did something bad. That's one thing. He refuses to take responsibility. He keeps just being like, "You didn't fuck me enough." You know, it's yeah, it's wild. That is rough. <laughs> it's really rough. Well, he apologized, but like, he's not sorry. Mm -hmm. He's the victim of all this. Do you think? Here's my question. It's like everyone in this day and age fetishizes apologies. Do you think, though, that they can ever actually be effective? Like, who has had, what major star has had an apology that, like, did the trick? You well, I, I think mean? Jax, if we're talking just Vanderpump sure. rules, because Jax. <laughs> if we're talking Vanderpump, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Jax is a piece of shit, and he might still sure. be a socio that doesn't even believe the apology. But he is but constantly him apologizing. being able to be on, uh, a sh you know, a show and be like, Britney is incredible. I'm a piece of shit. I had to work sure, through a sure, lot. Sure, I'm sure, a bad sure. person that I did that to the woman I love. Like, that's enough for me to be like, get yeah. back on my TV screen. Yeah. But for someone to just cheat, lie, everything, and not even be ashamed, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's the thing. But, you know, I um, apologies, because even if you are very sincere, there's people who will never accept it. That's yeah. There's people that yeah. will never yeah. believe that you're actually sorry. They're going to think other things. Well, and it's also a sign of weakness. So it's it's this weird paradox where, um, and I'm not making some like weird cancel culture argument. <laughs> but it's like this well, weird. Well, you can if you want. No. I know you're, you've never been a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but it's this weird thing where when you apologize, actually, because you are showing weakness, people respect you less. Like the, yeah, you know you're, I mean? you're almost rewarded it's, when you like run in the other direction. It's difficult because if you run in the other direction, yes, a lot of people will hate you, but a lot of people will be like respect. Yeah, like he's not willing to stoop to their level. Yeah, no, Nazis will buy your tickets. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. Um, and they have true. a lot of disposable income. It's kind of crazy. I know. They Where do they get really all that? Really yeah, they're all at support. Sun Valley. <laughs> well, I think a lot of the people, like the comedians, I guess I'm thinking about. Sure. Yeah. Um, they're not sorry because they don't think they did anything wrong. They are the victims of. Of course. Of Something, course. and so that's why they're selling t theaters now. Mm -hmm. So like they're canceled, but the incels are going. Totally, but they're not. So they don't think they did anything wrong. Like they'll yeah. they'll say something messed up, and they don't. 
they're like, poor me. But um, I mean, I I have said fucked up shit, and I could. It's embar it's embarrassing. <laughs> no, it's, it's like humiliating 100%, 100%. to see what you've written and be like, oh my, like it is horrible. It's shameful. But I think a lot of people don't feel the shame even. Well, shame is in an interesting place because for so long, we were saying destigmatize this, destigmatize that. <laughs> no shame, no shame. And I'm like, yeah. how do we slowly, it's like <laughs> introducing something into a baby's diet. It's like, how do we slowly reintroduce shame into America's <laughs> diet? Because let me tell you something, it's time. Yeah, it's time. I, I, felt, I felt shame. So to me, it's like, I yeah, they're just entitled to this. It's really wild. Yeah. The, it's our community is wild. They yeah. should people should microdose shame, you know, a little shame pill every morning. Of course, just so that you're not so overly confident that you say a slur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone needs like a cool. I'm gonna say guy. Mm. Everyone needs a cool guy who's like you're doing that. Like oh, just every day to sort of be like a little judgmental. And that will like help so much. Like there's a one NBA coach who speaks out against racism. Mm -hmm. And maybe he's I, like totally. that. Like, is that what you mean or no? no, I feel <laughs> like, no like, you're saying the opposite of a yes man. I think there needs yeah. to be, you know how there are professional mourners that go to funerals and mourn in various cultures? Or there are professional like seed fillers at weddings. There need to be professional no men yeah. that join the posse What's it called? Entourage. Join the entourage mm -hmm. of famous people, and their job is to be like, well, let's rein it in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe or, not those visuals. It also needs to be like, they have to be like really cool. I don't know who yeah. that would be to these people. Um, it would be like a Harry Styles, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just like that? Well, but we mean like not a celebrity. We mean like a friend. Like basically yeah. like we need like. But those people don't have cool friends. Right, All that's why they would be for hire. That's why They would be actors. Oh, yeah, this is a way that actors can make money. Yes. Yes. Right. yes. This is non-union. Yes. It's non-union. Well, it's you, not for the studios. They it's infiltrate the Nazi exactly. communities they are and yes. help them out and be like actually yeah exactly like I don't know about that just yeah. that that little I don't know about that is, about like that. that will be like oh well okay maybe I'll sort of yeah. turn a little and little by little they'll turn wow that's a great idea that's a really good idea yeah. all right cool and I'm it's gonna, gonna be it. what is it gonna be called actors against hate <laughs> <laughs> Wow. wow. Oh, and as soon as the strike's over, it's going on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Exactly. Um, yeah. It is. No, I think that is a very nice way for actors to make money during the strike. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what like Reese Witherspoon is doing with Blackstone. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. In her mind, she's the one who's like, y'all, I go into the Blackstone offices and I tell them war is bad, y'all. <laughs> like, she, she, and women's stories matter. They matter. <laughs> Damn, she's fun. I want to get drunk with her though. Yeah, no, she'd be great. Although I she'd be violent. Have you seen that video where she's like, "Do you know who I am?" I d but that uh, listen, she's I've been arrested too at the <laughs> wasted at the hands <laughs> of a car. But um, I was I was nineteen. Yeah, it and this and that it video happens. is pre, as we've said many times on this podcast. Wild is when her resurgence started. Anything that happened pre Wild does not count. That's how I. That's how I feel. Yeah. All my arrests were before twenty one. Mm. Oh, so I feel like oh yeah, that's you were chill. I was learning oh, who yeah. I was. As you were a, person. a child. Yeah, that yeah. should be illegal. <laughs> yeah, the fact that police touched you. Wait, you were tried up. as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but what? Um, fuck, I forgot. Oh, oh, there was one clip, and I was so lucky. I saw it on Instagram before it was taken down because yeah. I think Reese Witherspoon flipped out. But it was in an elevator at the Met, and she was just 
wasted and she was just like what kind of name is that even and i was like oh yeah. i want to get oh she's you know house. she's a messy drunk yeah i really um i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad to get wasted with her yeah oh fun she should come on she should come on and first of all explain herself <laughs> wait you know this reminded me of a another a celeb product that, yeah have you seen the new cardi b whip uh liquor infused whipped cream no, no, but she has a product called Whip Shots now. Oh, and it's whipped cream with alcohol already in it. Oh, that's sort of fun. That's fun. I think so too. Actually, that is fun. <laughs> yeah. You know what I like about that? It's very like it reminds me of like what something that the characters in Night at the Roxbury would come up with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Varsity Blues. Yeah, it's that very was a playful. big moment. That whipped cream thing was. Whipped cream really had a moment. You know what else had a moment? Putting things in, putting like whipped cream and chocolate syrup in your mouth as a guy and being like, and like making a little like milkshake in your mouth. Is that like old school? I, I feel like that, that. Yeah, it's very old school. Yeah, okay. it's very like it's very that era of like male comedies. No, no, no. You're you're right. right. But the way that I wanted to leave you hanging on that would have been so funny. I was like, I was really that was a moral decision. I, I was like, I can either like uh, leave him hanging yeah. and it'll be so funny or I can agree and we can move I on. I just go more set. My brain goes to whipped cream bikini. Oh, yeah. that's huge. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but then my brain goes to Chris Evans in the whipped cream yeah. in Not Another Teen Movie, yes. which is so formative. It, it is. It was a great, I watch that all the time to go to bed. That's a great It film. was really fucking fun. But Varsity Blues, that really like awakened. But did you watch Jawbreaker? You know what? That's a blind spot of mine. I need to watch. Everyone talks about it all the time. There's um, a popsicle sex scene that really changed the course of my sexuality as a (laughs) junior high kid. I was like, that's the hottest thing I've ever seen. Like, I love it. I hate when you miss something as a teen and it will just never have that impact. Like, I can watch Robert and I'm sure I would like it, but it's meant to be watched by teens that are like hungry for you know a sexual way no you're gonna or, love it yeah it's dark it's so dark and um and all of them are in their 30s yeah while they f- i think you're still gonna get turned on all right. and let's hope yeah. so <laughs> i he needs this i need it yeah. i think it's dark enough that adults can enjoy it for the okay. first time wow. i mean that's sort of how i feel about like heathers like yes. you watch heathers as an adult it still hits yeah 100 we have to do our first we literally yes. have to. okay i can't wait all right this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lisa, our first yeah. segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we ask you a series of rapid-fire questions that's basically this thing or this other thing to gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. The only rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions. Are you ready? I've never been more ready for anything. <laughs> okay, Lisa. Being in denial about your lactose intolerance or being sent to trial due to your gross incompetence? Mm. I'm going to do lactose intolerance. Okay, Lisa. Standing in solidarity with the WGA or having the clarity to call someone gay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with clarity to call someone gay. (laughs) Okay, doing journey at karaoke or being horny while eating gnocchi? Oh, wow. Warning while eating gnocchi, yeah. 100%. <laughs> okay, line dancing, line drawing, or non-linear storytelling? Hmm. I'm going to go with non-linear storytelling, even though line dancing is very in in the queer community right now. You say that. Okay, stop it, you're bad, or top me, you're Brad. <laughs> stop it, you're bad. <laughs> okay, Matisse or my niece? <laughs> That's good. This is hard. This is really hard. I gotta go with my niece. She's starting college this Damn. year. Wow. Sorry I'm running late. Hurry, they're closing the gate. Or McFlurry? No thanks, I already ate. Uh, um, sorry I'm late. Yeah. Okay. Shopping spree or watching Glee? Ooh. Shopping spree. Wow. 1,000 wow. doves. 1,000 doves. <laughs> when oh someone my God. comes in knowing what to do. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh my God. No, it was, it's, you know. I might get a tattoo. You are so. I commemorate a thousand doves. I was actually going to stop talking to Chris Murphy fully after he did so poorly. Yeah. He got the lowest doves I've ever heard. I was like, do I unfollow? That was tough but fair from Sam. You have to be honest with people. You have to be honest with people. Um, no, I think your performance was very much like if Madonna hadn't canceled her tour yeah. and got on stage and did every move. <laughs> Remembered all the Remembered words. Remembered all the lyrics. <laughs> I love that being all a concert is. Yeah. Well, do you know the words? I just love you being like, what does she need to learn? She knows the words. <laughs> Babe, that song came out 30 years ago. I think you can remember the words. <laughs> we can put a teleprompter up for Vogue. Like, <laughs> Wait, did you guys watch Drag Race? Um, uh, yeah. I, I haven't, which, we haven't watched it. Sugar and Spice season. Oh, yes, 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 yes. When um, they played a clip of um, Selena as titties and Spice's different reactions to the song where Selena was just like, I have to fight for my life. This is my last chance. And Spice goes, uh, I think I actually know the words to this song. I'm really <laughs> excited. 
It's very like the difference between Gen Z and like I don't know whatever. Selena, I guess, is millennial, right? Yeah, probably cusp. Probably cusp. No, Gen Z will burn it. They don't give. They a don't give a fuck. fuck. They don't give a fuck. I was listening to okay. I was listening to our favorite podcast, the Slate Culture Gab Fest, uh-huh. and they had a um, a guest on to talk about the new Wes Anderson movie, and I think um, she was like sort of on the younger side, and the rest of them are Gen X. And I was so impressed with her just coming in and being like, yeah, so I pretty much don't give a fuck about Wes Anderson, but this is like a pretty good movie, I guess. And she's there like as a culture critic like, like, to talk about this. I was like, honestly, go off. Like, Oh, I, I've noticed. OK, I was on Fire Island and I actually think I found a key difference between millennial gays and Gen Z okay. gays. I need to know. Hear me out. Gen Z gays know the words to Todrick Hall songs. Wow. Really? They don't like it. Okay. It's ironic. It's yeah. like, of course, this is bad, but they know it. Oh. And they, because I think I was thinking about this, and because this has happened a few times where I've been with like a 24 year old and a Todrick song comes on, and I'm like, why is this bar playing this? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, and a Todrick song goes on. <laughs> yeah. And I've been like, what the hell is going on? And I think it's because we saw YouTube as less than. Oh, 100%. And I, they didn't see that. Well, you're basically pointing barrier. to just the YouTube barrier. Yeah. yeah. Because that is what it is. Like, YouTubers, we are just at the cusp where we didn't care about YouTube. Right after us, everyone, that was their entertainment ground. I have a confession. What? I watch YouTube shorts. <laughs> that is rough. <laughs> and I, I want to say that as people who publish YouTube shorts of this very podcast, first of all, Lisa, congratulations. You're about to be on one. <laughs> yes. I am addicted to YouTube shorts in bed. Like, I can't, like, hours. Is there an app for them? No, I'm on Google Chrome. <laughs> I'm on Chrome. I mean, sometimes I do, sometimes I will just let Instagram Reels play. Yeah, but on your phone or yeah, yeah. yeah. On phone. So why <laughs> yeah. why did you choose YouTube Shorts over like TikTok and, and we're or talking Instagram on desktop? Well, because you have to hold a phone, and I'm trying to stay off my phone. Oh, but YouTube Shorts, <laughs> it's on desktop, and you know the laptop. I'm like classic, so it's on my chest, <gasps> yeah. and it's like this, so it's like an easy, fun kind of motion, and it's just a woman packing a bento box lunch for her husband mm. and writing a note, and yeah. I just. Wow. wow. Can't stop. Um, but they it's a lot of anti-trans content and I keep writing Famously. to YouTube being like, not for me, and like, no, <laughs> and like doing this. <laughs> and they won't stop. Like I understand um YouTube is dangerous for sure. Yeah, it just yeah. keeps it, they keep talking about that swimmer. And I'm like, oh. I just don't want it. And yeah. it it won't stop feeding it to me. It's really wild. That's I've written so like crazy. three, like help. I don't want this, <laughs> and they will not stop. Help, my YouTube Shorts experience is being ruined. <laughs> yeah, but I also love Emma Chamberlain, and I did buy. I did buy her merch. She is the only one with any charisma. Emma <sighs> Chamberlain. I, I do you know Emma? Chamberlain? Which one is she? She's like sort of like skinny, sleepy eyes. Wait, oh, she's a fashion girl. Fashion she's girl. Louis Vuitton. Yeah, top. She oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. three years like, in a row now. You see okay. all these YouTubers and they you see them outside of the screen and in real life. And you're like, no, flop. Get out of here. What are yeah. you doing? Like, that should be Jennifer Lawrence. But then you see Emma Chamberlain. And you're like, finally, we got a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she um, she created. I would say at like 16, what YouTube is now. Like sh- the like the editing, she kind of did all that. And her parents let her quit school. Well, Whoa. good. That's she good was just not right. happy. <laughs> she wasn't happy at school. And her dad's like, make videos. And now, you know, she owns a giant home. Wow. Wow. 
I know I want to see her, but I I um I really I bought her planner because the planner is for people who don't love planning. So there's no dates or months written anywhere. Yeah. You can write it in, and so you can do it for a week and then throw it away. And then when you come back, you could just start wherever you so left it's, off. So it's a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love about you, Lisa, and I think this is a pattern. You really support the creators you like financially. Yeah. Like you yeah, have this old. True. You have this bit about like how you always pay for porn. Like you. Yeah. Want to support the porn stars, and it's like, of course, that makes. It, of course, you should pay for yeah. the people doing free labor. And yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm watching YouTube for free. I'm gonna buy that girl's planner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a merch girl. I don't yeah. know if it's a shopping spending addiction yeah. or mm. if it's support, like if it's coming from a good place. But no, I do every museum. I'm buying. I'm buying something. Yeah. Wow. A little postcard, a keychain, magnets. Totally. I have Ariana Grande sweatpants. Wow. The, the hard thing with merch sweatpants, though. Very rarely they have pockets. Yeah. They're also made of like tissue paper. Like yeah. a lot of merch is very poorly made, which you sort of realize as you. Well, also, but merch. you know who has great merch? Who? Brazzers, Pornhub. I had two hundred fifty dollars sweatpants. It was like a collab from SSUR. I mean, because I've worked, I've What's done. SSUR? I've, um, it's like a sec, a cool brand, I guess. Okay. And then the tag inside says "fuck you, pay me." Ooh. But um, they're my airport pants, and then I get to see who the perverts are because they're looking at the Brazzers and they're like trying to figure out what's happening wow. but I've done like um, event like roasts and red carpet for them and in the contract I put in I want merch you're literally a so genius. I know we don't <laughs> you're a shark <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> so I don't you know Kanye obviously with the holocaust it's tough but um, <laughs> let's start there <laughs> I Pornhub and Kanye did a collab oh. and I have like uh, this Abella Danger Kanye Pornhub shirt that what? I fucking Whoa. love. Okay, I'm shocked by that collab, I actually. That. I said I couldn't be surprised, and I'm surprised. Well, because he went off being like, my daughter, porn sucks. I'm like, you were the creative director of the Pornhub Awards. You yeah, dressed yeah. Asa Akira and and put, he was draping the women. He dressed yeah. the porn stars. Are you saying he's a hypocrite? Uh, <laughs> I think we all are. That's kind of my new thing. Of course, yeah. yeah. yeah we're all talking true. shit and we're all hypocrites. Wait, okay. Very I true. Need, we need to get. I, we need to introduce the topic. Is the thing. I would love to. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. And we. And by the way, we are being surprised. We. We asked, are being surprised. We asked Lisa, "Do you want to surprise us or tell us ahead of time?" She said, I "Want to surprise you." I'm so scared. You'll hate it, of course. No, we're gonna but love it. My straight uh, topic is axe throwing bars. Love Ooh, that. Yeah. That is such a good old fashioned. Is like, a classic. Yeah. That it's is... very like themed restaurants like that is well and it's specific too because it's like I it's like newish yes it's like people yes. think people thought it was like a new thing that it wasn't straight that it was like mm -hmm. no we are not our parents anymore no it's billiards it's pool halls but yeah. updated and it for me it's like a place where men take women on dates and mm -hmm. women go I can't <laughs> and men go look at that like that it's like the men like holding the pool stick totally. and really show but then i was talking to a friend about this and she said oh yeah that's what they do men try to act like they have skills and then once you're in a relationship they can't do laundry like wow so on the dates they're like look i can throw this axe strong you little weak idiot girl and then as soon as you're committed you have to make the plans the dates the housework everything that it's like a such trick. a good point cuz actually yeah. i would say women don't do that it's not like women um, are constantly trying to impress a man by like doing laundry when they're dating. No. You know I mean? like, <laughs> women are just like in traditional, you know, heterosexual 
narrative. Yeah. Women's job is to look hot, and that's how they impress. It's because the, the the flip side of what you're saying is like women look hot on dates, and then when they get married, they let themselves go. Like that's the that's like the the narrative for women, and then for men, it's like they show how useful they are, show how useful they are, and as soon as they lock it down, so to speak, they stop putting on pants and waking up before noon. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. This actually reminded me of one of my favorite episodes of your guys with Aaron Jackson about weaponizing oral sex. Oral sex. That yeah. was really a life-changing episode, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Where I was like, oh yeah, the men are all, only on your birthday. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really twisted. Well, so much but of yeah, the undercurrent of, of heterosexuality is like, by the way, we hate each other. <laughs> well, that's what it all comes down to. The actually more is really freaking me out because I'm realizing like this is something I've culturally known, I've culturally like yeah. referenced. Only from reality it's, TV shows though, because I've never been. Have you guys been? I've no. never been. Yeah. I've never been invited. I've never been Mm-mm. accidentally. I've never like no one's had a birthday party that's like I have to go to this because mm. I went to college with him. It was like <laughs> never no. any moment have I been tempted to be in an axe throwing bar. Never did I see a housewife doing that on Bravo and go, oh, I gotta make a reservation. It was just like, I will never do this. Yeah. I don't want to throw an axe. Uh, that's also, yeah. I remember. So dangerous. People are drinking. You have an axe in your hand. I imagine. <laughs> like, I, just, I, I don't need any danger in my life ever. No. I don't want an axe. I don't like darts. Yeah. Darts Scary. I can get behind. <laughs> darts I the, don't hate as by much. By the way, go bowling. Go bowling. Something safe. <laughs> Heck, go for a walk. Yeah, in a park. actually, <laughs> while we're talking about, I hate mini golf too. I didn't even think about it till now, oh, but I really I despise. love mini golf. See, it's funny. I, I like the I nature. Was a hater. I like the yeah. fun sets. Like I like when it's a windmill or a, a big elephant. Like I like the statues. Totally. I was a hater of mini golf until recently. I found myself there and just like. It's very much, you know, went in a normal person, came out blackout drunk. On like oh, okay. Frozen pink. Oh, I've never been like, I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> like it was, oh. And I was like, oh, I guess I love mini golf. I think I've only taken children. Well, I, yeah, this was sort maybe of Maybe I need a drink man. when I do <laughs> yeah. it, and I'll love golf. Well, that does sound more fun. Damn, I didn't think about that. I love a batting yeah. cage, though, if we're oh, talking activity-based. Like, I really enjoy See, again, that. It's the, I feel like something like that is similar to the axe throwing to me, where it's like the bar is a little too high, where it's like going to show how bad I am at it. Like, And I don't want to be embarrassed mm-hmm. when I'm having fun. Again, that's why bowling is good, because everyone <laughs> is sort of fine at it. Yeah. And if now and then you're good at it, that's fun. That's a fun little surprise. Yeah, I don't love bowling, yeah. but when I find myself forced to bowl, I have a good time. I, I, that's how I feel. I'm like, it's sort of a crowd pleaser. Everyone is okay. And you can invite your sober friends. Yes. They and can eat mozzarella <laughs> sticks. You know Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My sister, when she, she married her high school sweetheart, they've been together like over 20 years, but when they were in the dating phase, they went to like, Disco bowling. What was it? Neon? Like, yeah, yeah. Lights, black light bowling. Black light bowling. And her fingers got stuck in the ball and no. she flew and slid oh, into that's the That's so like early lane. 2000s comedy. <laughs> yeah. She also, okay, in um, where I grew up, Skokie, suburbs of Chicago, there is a poop river, mm. um, a sanitation river. And the expen- like the rich high schools and one some colleges, they do rowing practice in the shit river. Ew. But my sister fell in the shit river is no. the point of the story. Oh my yeah. God, she's been through so much. <laughs> She has. I know. This girl needs help. <laughs> she also had to, you know, leave the Soviet Union as a teen. She's really had it rough. Wow. But now she's having a great time. Oh, well, good for her. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a journey. She deserves it. <laughs> yeah. Make a movie about her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, she had. She got married at 22, started having kids at 25. The kids are now teens. She's in her 40s. 
She's going to Summerfest. Oh She's God, traveling, that. following Imagine Dragons all over this country. <laughs> she quit her job of 15 years. Her and her husband are in love. They're dabbling in mushrooms. They're going to music festivals. They're doing road trips in Mexico. She's dyed her hair blue. And it's really fun. I, lo- I mean, that is really an argument in favor of doing everything young, like having getting married, having kids young. Yeah, so getting you out of the way. Finally, enjoy your life <laughs> at 40. Yeah, it's like right after college, have a kid. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're a good parent, like my sister is, the kids like you. Totally. So then you like they'll do stuff together with their 20 year old son mm-hmm. and like hang out and sit by a fire and chit chat. So if like you also raise them right, you have fun friends that are younger than you. I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to have sort of a, a child when I'm 50. and I'll My be, dad was 50 when I was born. Yeah, I'm going to be really distant. I think that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be so distant. I mean, I have nothing in common. I'm going to be like, sort of being like, what are you doing? You know, that type of thing. Yeah, that'll be really good for the child. I think. Well, the child's going to be an artist, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it was just tough because everyone, I just was aware my parents were going to die in any moment. Because my dad had white hair. He was 50. So everyone would always be like, is that your dad or grandpa? And yeah. so I was, um, thank God, they're still here. But their um, death has always loomed over yeah. me in a, in a real way. Yeah. Starting young. Sorry to bring it down. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you no, know, no. my sister visited this weekend to go to a party that had nothing to do with anything SAGs against. And um, we <laughs> took her great. home at 1 a.m. And she was livid. She's like, you brought me to New York to party? Well, you're going home at 1 a.m. She was wasted. I couldn't control her. Oh, by the way, we saw Luann Della Seps at the bar. I, I did see that. So, and she told my sister, I bet you can make me come. So uh, my uh, si- I have a photo of them arm in arm at the bar together. She doesn't know who Luann is. She bonded with Luann, was way, like having the time of her life, but screaming that she didn't want to go home. And I had to drag her back to Brooklyn. I love that because guess what? You know, what's, you know what I do all the time that is so like lame is like I will be at a party and be sort of like performatively having a bad time or be like, oh, I'm sleepy or like I need to go home or like, oh, I don't like this drink, blah, blah. And it's like, how about you enjoy what you have for once? True. But That's I had advice. I wanted an egg and cheese. Like, I wanted to go no, home, put something yeah. on, but she was livid. Me and my friend exited the Uber. We had to wait 10 minutes while she finished her conversation with the Uber <laughs> driver. They exchanged numbers, multiple f- pictures. Then we went to the bodega, made me do a photo shoot of her laying on the white cloth boxes. Yeah. Like, she truly was like, That's loving that it. That's going to happen. <laughs> Those girls are the, are the girls keeping New York running. Yes. You, it's not you going home and having an no. egg and cheese. No. Not- when I actually do like, I'm like coming home from a night out and decide to do a bodega photo shoot. I'm like, I still got it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I still totally, find magic in totally. the city. I'm still 22 and life or is Or when you beautiful. get home and you are messily like finding leftovers that are not meant to be eaten cold <laughs> and just like eating them over the sink. You're like, oh, good for me. I'm 22. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Taco Bell actually saves. Yeah. I mean, my Sorry. my new thing is Popeyes, which I had never been, a, I had never explored previously. But there's a Popeyes close to a gay bar we go to often, and it's I'm I'm going there after every night. Popeyes is great. What side do you get? I just get chicken tenders and fries. Fries, great. Yeah. I'm a mac and cheese mashed potato. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, wait. I'm, I feel wait, bad okay. saying this on this podcast, but I I do go to Chick Fil A. Oh, oh, sure. Mm, me too. Well, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, not like every day. The but mac like, and yeah. cheese is so good at Chick-fil-A. Well, the way that Chick-fil-A is also a f- true cult. Like yeah. these, I went to a Chick-fil-A in like Pennsylvania or something, and it was all teens, and everyone is like being Polite. really nice, and like not in like a 
weird. Like it was like they were almost too good at being polite where it kind of freaked me out. No, there's like all these stories where it's like they could tell I was having a bad day and gave me a free cookie. You know, they're like intuitive. Yeah, it's dark. It's dark. (laughs) (laughs) But they have like they have kale salads. But uh, yeah, when I'm really feeling a certain way, I will Postmates. Chick-fil-A and eat wow. it in my bed and it's it's bad. It feels While bad. While watching YouTube shorts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're transphobic content. <laughs> yeah, you're like reporting transphobic content but eating Chick-fil-A. Yes. So it sort of comes out uh, it comes out a wash. Um, wait, I want to go back to axe throwing. So I feel like we need to explore sort of psychoanalytically what is it behind all these activity based That's what I was going to say. Like escape rooms, asteroids. Oh, I hate an escape room. I, I, I will never. I could not believe because escape rooms would get people you knew one by one, where at first everyone thought it was stupid and it was like a punchline. And then slowly, it like, it's kind of fun. People were like, oh, yeah, like we did it and it was fun. And we were like, drink. I was like, no, 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 no. No, I would go to a smash place where you can like smash up you know what I or would. something. I would oh, that that's kind of like, fun. I would hit stuff. Yeah, but although, that's more like therapeutic. I wouldn't want to yeah. be like drinking while doing that. Like it's not like fun or even like group necessarily. I just I know this is reductive, but I part of me is just like go to a bar if you're interesting enough and you are with your friends. That is more fun than having an activity. Or just I like talk. game. I like games. Sure, sure. In a home, like I do love a board game or a list game. I like games, but. I also think axe throwing might be different than other activities. It's like pretending you're back in nature, but you're not. Oh, yes. Well, this is very the 2010s when like the nature aesthetic was so popular. And I'm sort of like, what happened? Like everyone in the thick flannel, everyone Mm -hmm. in the like Mm -hmm. raw denim and the red wing boots. Yeah. And it was like, what were gay guys doing then? Like, actually, I don't remember. In 2010s? In literally 2010s. Like the 2013. Okay, what were gay guys doing in 2013 when straight people were doing... Wilderness. Wilderness. Okay. You're so good at knowing what happened at what year. Do you think it's (laughs) because I smoke weed? Like, I don't know what happened in 2010. No, it's because the 2010s, as Amy Zimmer once said, we have to believe they were... They meant something. They meant something to us. Yeah, like because because the twenty tens in many ways were a waste. Like, there's just something about the optimism of the Obama era, whatever, and it's like, what did it all lead to? This, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there, we just have to believe in something in the 2010s. We have to believe there was some value. It also in the hit at such a weird time where I was like, I love this. Like, I was yeah. like, well, yeah, I'm 22. This is the perfect time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love this aesthetic. Of course, this is my vibe. And now I'm like, that was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like, everything mm-hmm. was embarrassing. Yeah. So now I'm trying to reckon with it. And so I'm examining it a lot. Because I also don't even remember this, the wilderness moment. But I remember flannel. I definitely flannel, remember flannel. And like, I do remember the red I boots. Hate, I hate beanies that don't cover ears. Oh, that talk about a straight topic. Yeah, I hate the folded beanie. That, like, well, because that hair. is sort of like saying the quiet part out loud where you're like, okay, so you're pretending you're in nature, but you are in fact wearing something that is making it harder. Like it is not doing its intended thing of warming you because in fact you're not in nature. No, did you remember like at Chuck E. Cheese or places like that where you can get these little rubbery like condom tips that you flip over and then yes, they flew in yes, the air? Yes. Yeah. That's what I think of when I like ear exposed ears. But it's something about like, yeah, why do you need an activity? I, but karaoke is a fun activity at a bar. Or are you anti-karaoke? I'm, no, I'm in the minority of, of karaoke and I've stopped, you know, Everyone loves karaoke, so it does feel like you're such a wet blanket for not liking it. So I've stopped talking about. How I mean, I don't I'm horrible like it. at it, and I it well, makes I just, me nervous in a way that nothing else does. But I do enjoy right. it. I mean, what again? Like, I don't like watching 
the person that is really good at it and it's like their one chance to be on stage. It makes me sad. Well, that's bad. That's a bad version of it. I just mostly do things like Britney. Sure. BSB sure. and, yeah. you know, live. I've, I tr- I did try to overextend myself and then <laughs> I humiliated myself trying to do Marvin Gaye once and sure. Dolly Parton and I realized I just have to do No Scrubs by TLC mm-hmm. and call it a day. Oh, I recently was at a lesbian bar um, and tried to do Rain On Me and everyone lo- like was so, they're like, and then immediately when I started, they all realized I was bad and <laughs> turned against me, turned away. Like they, I yeah. could tell the anger. But this is what I'm saying. Like if if that happens, like it, it's that. such a risk. Like what if you're the one who flops? I, I always flop. I almost always flop. I do every time I try to do paparazzi. Can't do it. Right. <laughs> I always try to do. I mean, I famously um, past guest Theta was hosting karaoke once, and I did She Wolf, and she turned off the song halfway no. through because I was flopping. Theta, back in the day, I fucking went (laughs) constantly. And I remember showing up on my birthday, throwing money at her and going, it's my birthday. Give me Britney Spears. And she said, what song? And I went, surprise me. And I think I only gave her $12. Like the attitude was not um, the money I threw at her. But and then I did Stronger. I mean, a Sunday night. Oh, stronger is a good one. Yeah. That was like Sunday night at this and that. Right? Yes. And it was yes. Like, but she was the best because she hated us all. Like, was she, like, hated, she hated uh, everyone there. And it was like a very hostile environment. But in a way that was like a slay. We are losing the art of hosting. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Continue. Well, I just think it used to be, I mean, I'm sorry to say we are complicit in this because it used to be that so few people got the opportunity to be a host of anything. It was like Ryan Seacrest, the late night hosts, the, you know, the morning show hosts, whatever. And then with the rise of like YouTube and podcasting and like social media, everyone can sort of pretend they are one. Mm -hmm. And you've lost like the star power associated with you know, who's a great host? I don't know about hosts, but I what I think of red carpet when you say this. And, and like too. Joan Rivers yeah. was like a moment. I Whether mean, yeah. we agree with no, like, no, 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 you no. know, her being vicious at people or not, but like it's now like models and just famous people, and then they can't handle Hugh Grant being a dick. Totally. And it's like yeah. get a professional. Yeah. Get a fucking host. Get a journalist. Like get someone that can actually ask some questions. We're getting these models that are flopping on the carpet. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to a gay bar once that had gave you wristbands, uh, like green if you're allowed to touch you, yellow if it's like ask, and red if don't touch me at all. And I actually think a red carpet could, <laughs> if all the celebrities were like, green means a model only can talk to me, red means I'm down to be like yelled at <laughs> by, Joan. <laughs> by Joan Rivers' ghost. <laughs> and yellow means like surprise me. I actually think that could be a slay because Love some that. celebrities can't handle handle the bite and some celebrities like want the bite and I think um, and the bite is what like someone like, being, like Joan River is okay. like being rude to you yeah I don't know if we need ru- I, it, you just you need just mean like someone that, that can... goes rolls with the punches yes yeah, like okay yeah. Hugh Grant's being a dick stop asking about these like <laughs> <laughs> he, you know well, she, giving that you, girl why couldn't you just go okay you clearly don't want to be here exactly, so keep exactly, it moving exactly. but she couldn't no and... she she just like had these questions and was like Haha, <laughs> interesting. So anyway, I heard you love olive oil. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And the year before she fucked up because she asked um who's the sexy? Jason Momoa to do like a traditional Hawaiian dance oh, no. that I guess means, you know, something in their culture. And she was like, do a little haka for us. And Lisa Bonet had to be like, 
no. <laughs> and so it's like years in a she, oh, It's like, no. can we just get someone that knows what's up? But I do love her. I'm obsessed with her. I think she did change plus size fashion in the world. I do love Ashley Graham. That is who we're oh, talking about. Oh, that was Ashley Graham? It's okay. Ashley Graham who I'm obsessed with, but I did hear that she's a flat earther and um, <laughs> well, does not believe in evolution. So that is tough. <laughs> so get her off the mic. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get her off the mic. I'm buying Revlon because of you. You don't need to be like ruining the carpet for my mother who that's all she has you know Lisa, you're doing exactly what we should have been doing at the beginning you are combining the high and low mm. of supporting women you are being like <laughs> this woman is a genius she changed my life i love her so much that being said she's a nightmare she's a flat earther she doesn't believe in evolution and i hate her <laughs> like to contain both of those in the same sentence is genius and that's why you should be on the red carpet yeah because not all <laughs> we can't all be great at no. everything it's hard we have flaws and her flaws are she is an idiot she's an idiot <laughs> but I mean, that is the biggest. I, okay, this is the biggest taboo is how some people are stupid. Do you know what I mean? No. It's like the one thing you can say. I'm, and in fact, it is it is more socially acceptable to call someone like a hypocrite or say they have bad politics or something. And it's like, no, some people are just dumb. It's not that they are evil. No, I learned this actually from this podcast because you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, I think we're all in the same plane. No. And, and then you find out you go to Stanford and I go, oh, <laughs> Jesus. No, 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 no. <laughs> but that's how I feel sometimes because I can't put a set. Like, I don't know grammar. Like, there's just th things I don't know. And then you see people that are so smart and you're like, wow, everything they say is amazing. And you're like, Oh, they're Ivy League educated. You know, like that's um, well. Not, I don't if think you I'm, meet if you meet some of the people I yes, want to call. Yes, correct, like, correct. You would correct. be very sure. Or like Live Allison Libby, someone like that too. Where I'm like, oh, we're having apps. We're the same. And then she'll say something. I'll be like, we're not. You're better. But once You're I so really, smart. I mean. Again, some of the dumbest people I know right. went to Ivy League schools. No, I know. To the point where you're like. It's concerning because you're like, these people run our country is people that went to like Harvard and Yale. Yeah. I'm nervous. My niece went to a private school that's like rich kids and now she's going to a college that I think is going to be just rich kids. And I'm kind of nervous for her. But then I know someone that grew up in poverty and they said the only way to get ahead is to be around rich people. Well, so this so is, I don't really know. Th it, this is an interesting um, sort of I was thinking about this when people were talking about the affirmative action debate because it's like. Obviously, legacy admissions are bad. It's like if your dad went to Harvard, you should not immediately go to Harvard. But then when you think about people that are on scholarship, it's like, well, the opportunity they're getting is basically to become friends with these rich legacy people yeah. who can then help them. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's yeah. very weird. It is confusing. It's so fucked. But yeah, going back to the, you know, not Ivy League, but yeah, some people are dumb. It's okay. <laughs> or evil, because sometimes yeah. I try to understand so evil. Where I'm like, are also I'm evil. like, what are you talking about? How are you? You think it's okay to get a background actor paying for a day of work and own their likeness for the rest of their lives? Yeah. How? What's in your brain? And then you're like, oh, they're broken. Money breaks your yeah. brain. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you're not going to understand. And that's the same thing. Like, you're trying to understand someone and you're like, oh, yeah, they're just dumb. Well, I it's think okay. actually, I think actually the binary of dumb and evil is a really productive one. It's so many things are dumb and people misunderstand them to be evil or are evil and people misunderstand them to be dumb. Like, yeah, it, you can play dumb and you get can away with exactly, evil. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Be evil. Wait, and you can be dumb and people Seem think you're evil. evil. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's like if you're dumb, so you express a really problematic opinion, and people are like, "Oh, you're evil." It's like, no, she just hasn't ever read a book. Right, and that's bad. Wow, I'm really sorry. I gendered her female. <laughs> she just hasn't ever read a book. Oh no, I thought you were about to call me out because I did just buy some books today. I mean, this week, my visit. I bought. I'm gonna try. I'm really trying to read. I have a book that you, I bet you would like that I just read. What is 
the guest by Emma Klein. Okay. It's like the book of the summer. It's called everyone. The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> Every, everyone, and you would love it. It's about this girl in the Hamptons who basically like doesn't have anywhere to stay, so she's like scamming her way into various like rich people's houses. Oh, I do. Okay, that's like I, I feel that. like it's you would you would enjoy it. So it's like Anna Delvey, but you're on her side. Totally. Okay, cool. And she's also like kind of an idiot and it's not it's not meant to be like empowering like wow look at her it's like she's kind of dumb <laughs> wow that's incredible did you have you been to the Hamptons yes we were there together recently it's true wow how I'm was complicit. it um I would say you know whenever like we didn't have the like fan we were not at the white party it was very much like we were in like we went to like a sort of crab shack type place. And, yeah. What know. people don't tell you about, have you been to the Hamptons before? No. The, just, I just watched Summer House and I have seen the so Sex in the that City is episode. Not like, uh, that is not what our trip was like. <laughs> what people don't tell you about the Hamptons is that it is literally just Long Island. We were fully like, watching and just like that on the couch. In like and a then, living room that's like normal. And then went and had like calamari. <laughs> that was a six out of ten. <laughs> I, but, co- but country club prices. Or no? Yeah, it, it was expensive. It, it was New York prices. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I was like, oh, when I was first, I was like, the Hamptons is gonna be like, like the Sex and the City episode, and yeah. I was like, this is gonna be crazy, and it was like, oh, it's just Long Island. Was it like the girls episode? Not even no. the girls episode. It's no. literally like a suburban well, area. But to be clear, other people around us are having the Sex and the City episode version of the Hamptons. Like there are huge, huge mansions and there are people that have like beachfront properties yeah. or whatever. It's just there are also more normal places. There's just people that are like locals. Yeah, have you watched The Affair? No, but- You have to. <laughs> there's a comedian who has one of my favorite, is it Liz McGee? She goes, The Affair, it's a show where you get the men's, the man's perspective and the truth. <laughs> and I just, I liked that so much. I've remembered it for years. Is it good? Yeah, well, so it's or about a, lo- a woman who's a local, has lived in Montauk her whole life, and then a man who is part of a rich family that goes on vacations there and they have an affair. So that's, it's sort of like about, much like the Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> I movie. Saying, I saw it. Like the plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. Did yeah. you? Oh yeah, I loved it. I haven't it. seen it I yet. I loved it. But it's very much about like the class distinctions among Hamptons residents. And yeah, they're not afraid to go there. <laughs> Montauk, baby. Yeah, okay, I'll watch The Affair, I guess. Yeah, there is, is an original theme song by Fiona Apple. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah. Oh, I wonder why she felt so moved to do that. Sophistication. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's cool. I remember very vividly buying a Fiona Apple CD and a Whitney Houston CD mm. at the same time at the store. And then the guy asked, which one's your favorite? And I went, I don't know. Well, yeah, you hadn't listened yet. You I'm a child them. trying to learn my right, taste. Right, like right. I'm just, I'm just buying what it, honestly, society told me to buy. Sounds like he was being a perv. Sounds like he was like trying to start up a conversation with a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, weird. It is weird being a girl, and then like I remember in junior high, this girl dated it. She was 12, and she was dating a 22 year old. No. And then at the time, we're like, Those wow, stories, she's so fucking cool. Exactly. And Those then you're like, in middle oh. school are so harrowing. Yeah, I Because there was always that one girl. Yes. And she also like cut her thighs. Sorry to get so grim. Lisa. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lisa, I think the sag strike says we're not allowed to talk about that. Lisa. Um, but- Lisa. <laughs> sorry. Lisa, what about axe throwing is straight? <laughs> we literally have barely talked about axe throwing. I know. <laughs> um, it's just that to me, it's just like a date spot for men to try to prove their worth no, and it's strength. True. And it's then true. like m- women pretending to be idiots. This and is, it's yeah. also. Um, I liked what you were saying where it's like, why don't you just go to a bar and have fun? Like, why do you need yeah. this activity? I, what you're saying, though, about women pretending to be idiots is a big part of it. Uh, it's yeah. like, you, 
I know you go to berries. Yeah. I know you're out there doing push-ups. Like, there's no way that you can't throw this axe. Yeah. It's like, well, I might be empowered, but I'm weak. And then it, the man's like, love that. Yeah. Or just like a, you know, a birth. It's also a place for birthday parties where you have too many different groups of people that don't know each other, and then yeah. you bring them into this activity. That is so. Yes, the promise of an activity to bring people together is one of the sort of lies of our society. You know what I mean? It, it is the great lie. It's like, okay, so if all of us throw axes, then we will become friends. I guess kind of well, because at least need, you have something to talk about. You literally need to have like a, a one drink before where yeah. everyone sort of meets, talks a little, mm -hmm. and then I think you can do an activity, and then, but only for like a half hour. It has to be an icebreaker and not like the whole event, I think. Yeah. No, and then you also, you don't um, like, do you know the game Telestrations? No. So it's a really fun game. There's like um, notebooks and there's like a card. And let's say um, the first thing it says, cat with a hat. So you like draw it, mm -hmm. you pass it, and you'd pass your drawing. And then you would have to guess what that is. So the next card, you would write what Got you think it. it is. And then whatever he wrote, you write what he wrote. And you like keep mm. going. So it's like telephone, mm -hmm. but Pictionary. Oh, okay. But I take it seriously. <laughs> And I was playing with a group of like art teachers who are like goofy sure. and they were just doing silly stuff. And I was in a rage the whole time. And then they made fun. They're like, do you really care who wins this? And I'm like, draw what's he what I wrote. Like I was getting so upset. So that's another kind of risk with bringing all these groups together. There's going to be one psychopath who takes it too seriously, mm -hmm. gets mad at people who don't care. Who's, you know, who's keeping track, like all of that stuff yeah. or like bowling. Like what's, Oh, I'm going to go get um, order food. You take my turn. And then someone's like, you can't take the turn. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. you, No, The level of how seriously you take it is. I have been yelled at at yeah. a dinner party for like not taking it seriously enough. Yeah. And it was like, I swear I'm trying. No, the person <laughs> like me is always bad. I'm bad in that situation, but I love a game and I want to guess and try my hardest. Totally. Well, it, sometimes you'll get a peek into so, the darkness of someone's personality in w with games like my mom. So there's a Greek, tr you know, on New Year's you play card games. I don't know. I, is that like a common tradition? Okay. Well, I, that's what I did with my parents. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, and my mom is always like, oh, I, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to this year and then at some point I realized it's because she is so competitive that she knows it will ruin her entire night wow <laughs> and so she has to take herself out of it she She's knows like, herself oh, oh no you know me I'm I'm you know you know me and then it, you realize that's why oh my god I was playing I think the same game Telestrations has been following me everywhere but I was I um, joined my American style friends for mm -hmm. Christmas I don't you know I'm a Jew but I love to do Christmas with American families and so we're at Christmas we're playing the game the timer ran out and whatever, someone's husband <laughs> to the mom was like, the timer's done. And I had to be like, don't you yell at the matriarch of this family? Are you out of your fucking mind? It's fucking Christmas. I like out flipped out on yeah. him. I'm like, how dare you rush the woman who has brought us all here? I was livid that he was just like, Tina, the timer. And I was like, shut your fucking mouth. I remember yeah. I was so mad I feel at like him. we have in common, like being sort of like a white immigrant yeah. that completely passes as fully American, you see all the darkness of like American white families and you're yeah. like, they don't know what is going on inside my head right now. Like I am in shock. I'm in shock. Well, cause our, but we're dramatic in different ways, right? My big yeah. thing that with my family that frustrates me is every family event we would go to with extended family, we would wear safety pins on the inside of our clothes to ward away the evil eye because we don't trust our family. Well, you know, Greek, Greek people invented the evil. Of course. I mean, it's a huge thing in our culture. And yeah. now as an adult, my parents are like, why don't you like, her? why don't you like your cousin? Why don't you hang out with <laughs> yeah, your aunt? I go, yeah. 
you taught me my whole life to be scared of them to yeah. wear things and do little evil eye shit because our family is evil and now you want me to just hang out with them? You taught me not to trust them. I don't trust them anymore. And then after every family event, we come home and talk shit about them. And then now I'm like such a shit talker. And it's like, I was just raised talking shit about everyone that was related to me all the time. Oh yeah, it's a form of bonding in my family. Well, I was raised to talk shit as well. Yeah. yeah. Everyone talks shit, right? It's toxic. Because this is my big gripe. Everyone's like, when you're 60, you realize no one is even paying attention to you. No one thinks yeah, about no, you. wrong. I'm thinking about everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm judging everyone. Are people really not thinking about others? Are we small? Because, you know, it's like big people talk about ideas. Totally, small totally. people talk about people. And I go, I, I've been talking about the same people for a decade with yeah. the same people. And it's the same story. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And and I by, love the way, it. by the way, I talk about ideas. Here's an idea. Integrity. She doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah. It's also like so funny to be like judgmental of like, yeah, you guys need to play your little axe throwing game. I just need to talk about the same person I'm exactly. talking about. <laughs> Ten years. Yes. Well, by the way, I'm sorry to ring the Joan Didion alarm, but we tell ourselves stories in order to live. And you know what you are not? You know what is not? Something you do in order to live? Axe throwing. <laughs> when I'm talking shit about someone, I am at least doing oral storytelling and I am and I am. Well, you're creating morals. You're creating yes. sort of a, 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 a new religion even. Of like... A new religion. <laughs> you are playing with oral traditions. Of course. Did you see that the, there was a TikTok where it was like a group of women at dinner? Like, you know... <laughs> And it's and then it said, first one who talks shit about someone pays for everybody. Oh, please. So it's all these women just silent. Yeah. But then the comments are all people being like, "Wow, small mind, really? That's how?" And I'm like, "Fuck off!" Yeah. Like, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about these people over and over. Like, even my friends right now are having like this friendship lunch today. I'm just like, I can't wait yeah. to get up. I can't wait to know how this I fucking know. conversation <laughs> went. I just want to gossip constantly. And I, I, you know, I'm aware it happens, you know, probably behind my back too. I well, you gotta be aware of it. You gotta be aware yeah. of it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a fair trade. It's sort of I like, agree. yeah, no. whatever. I'm sure people are talking shit. I'd be I, pissed I, if I celebrate I, it. Cause all comedy road trips too, all I do is will we talk shit. So if I've never come up, like I'd be upset. Yeah. Honestly, I have flaws. Of course. Find them, talk about them, <laughs> explore them. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe use them in a script. But you know what's right bad? <laughs> when someone comes up to you and goes, Oh, this person said these horrible things to you. And I'm no, like, no, Why no. would you do you that? That no. is a breach of trust and also doesn't help anything. I don't, yeah, I really, that's happened to me a few times in my life. And those things have stuck with me for, like, I don't, I hate that people brought me into it. Yeah. But me, uh, yeah, I don't, why is gossip, is it just because it's a more feminine thing? Mm. Well, gossip is definitely stigmatized because it's a feminine thing. But men, I mean, who is it that has the joke that's, oh, I think it's Julia Shipley. She has a joke that's like conspiracy theories are the ultimate <gasps> gossip and that is very male coded. Oh my God, yes. You know what I mean? It's like, so you think of gossip as this like female thing, but in fact, like, I don't know, thinking the, like hearing something about some, like some Illuminati thing is like the ultimate gossip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I grew up on Us Weekly, Entertainment Tonight. I just want to know everything about everyone. The only time I get sad is I'm a perpetually single person judging everyone's relationships constantly mm. who won't get out there and meet somebody. So that's, that's sad but, for me. But judging relationships is a classic though. It's a yeah. classic. And it's much better than judging like your single friends for being single. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Being single makes sense to me. Yeah. Marrying a dud does not. 
Well, objectively, being single makes more sense than Marrying marriage, God. period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to be married, though. It's do you? Do I you? Do. I think it's so romantic. I agree. Yeah. I like. I love the little not traditions, but little moments of it all. Yeah. If, I don't. I think it's humiliating to be so vulnerable and earnest in front of you know yeah. your work colleagues and like totally. <laughs> distant relatives. But I think it's just so romantic to make this kind of declaration with somebody. Hmm. But it never seems to truly work out, except for my sister. <laughs> Shout out to her. Shout out yeah. to her. I'm always sort of like, why do you need to like the proclamation of it is always like why? Like I'm like have the party, but I'm like. I'm always like, what are you guys doing? Even not a part, even running to the little courthouse. Because I think about weddings. Anytime I'm anywhere, I go, oh, we could have a wedding here. I plan weddings <laughs> everywhere I go, every restaurant. <laughs> this would be a good rehearsal dinner. This would be fun. I'm going to shut this down. Like everywhere I go, I think about what kind of wedding themed event I would have there. Wow. What would you have in this room? Um, In this room would be the photo booth. <laughs> Of course. This would be the photo booth. Oh, I can see the silly props now. We yeah, are there's the perfect props. red wall, yeah. and then all the props would be here. The light's ready. Yeah. My one comment on weddings, and then we have to do shout-outs, okay. is we need to figure out the food situation. It, like, wedding, the food at weddings is the worst food you will ever have, including, like, making an egg that is undercooked. See, I'm kind of obsessed with it, though. No. <laughs> I will. No. I'll, so I'll say some stuff. You need uh, richer friends. Because yeah. the rich, they have Start great there. food. Well, no, what it and comes down to is rich my cousin had a $300,000 wedding. <laughs> Wait, you went to, you have rich friends. <laughs> no, I think the solution is you have to have wedding celebrations at restaurants rather than at a venue with catering. Like that, don't you agree? Yeah, no? but my cousin had um, Danielle, Chef Daniel Balut, he catered that. Okay, Lisa. <laughs> do you know, well, do you know I've met Danielle Balut? I did not. So I was telling Sam this. Okay, Wait, but I have truncated a version of the story. <laughs> and then I have to, I, I know we have to rush, but I have a comment on it. Because okay, basically it, it's not an interesting story, but I met him and he's very nice. But and now he is I, nice. I want to go, I want to know what you're, well, yeah, he's very nice. So, you know, we're, we're these like wild Soviet Jews. So um, most of our weddings are family style. Mm -hmm. It's tons of constant food. The bottles of liquor are on the table with chasers and the food is just there and you're all eating all night. There's not like dinner then dancing. It's like constant throughout. So at my cousin's wedding, she's very American. She had this Daniel guy, like that's who catered. So it was just one plated nice meal. And the Russian relatives lost their minds. <laughs> we're asking for more food, talking shit about the sweat. Like they were pissed there wasn't more food. cousin had Daniel Balud. Well, he wasn't there, but his catering, like his oh, thing. Oh, he has a catering. Or, yeah. But that's like still his, probably like so expensive. Her wedding dress alone was $30,000. What Why? does she do? Finance shit. Cor oh. Corporate corporate real estate and her <laughs> dude does do finance that. stuff, you know? Yeah, we're changing careers starting now. I She's love. been to Alinea three times. <laughs> What's Alinea? <laughs> it's um, known as like the seventh best restaurant in the world. It's in Chicago. It's uh, uh, And then the chef famously had like mouth cancer, lost his taste buds. It's wild. It's like molecular gastronomy. Yeah, and it has really gone downhill since then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah. A wedding, well, you know what I love at a wedding for food? I love an after wedding brunch. Like the brunch the next oh day God. is my yes. favorite. Every, you know, people are fucking. They come in. They're haggard. You talk about mm -hmm. that. And everyone, you know, just everyone eating eggs. That's like my favorite. Do you know what I've noticed recently as a trend? And maybe... I, I don't know if this is common or if I just went to two weddings that had this. You have the dinner, dancing starts, people are dancing for two, three, four hours, and then there is sort of a secret post-credits drunk mm -hmm. meal mm -hmm. where they bring out like Grilled little cheese. grilled cheese. If you don't yeah. have drunk food and a photo booth, you didn't really get married. That I believe in. <laughs> 
I want to wear a silly hat in a photo yeah, booth yeah. and I want a cheeseburger or in my mouth at midnight. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, because I went to a wedding first. where it was just one taco truck and you got one ticket and, nope. it was one, and everyone was blacked no. out because there was no food. No, that's evil. It was just one ticketed taco. No, if you're item. ticketing your food, that's... I, and an open bar. Yeah, no, no, no. And no, no. so it was just, everyone was, pu like, we were so The hammered. idea that you're trying to go back for seconds and you don't have a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that's, that's so shameful. That's embarrassing. Shameful. It really is. But it's expect but um, you're right. The food is never that good. It's always the apps that are good or the rehearsal yes. dinner food or something like that. But, but I think yeah. family style. Yeah, family style works. Is better. Because then you don't have to have this. It's like a plate of cut up steak already. I mm -hmm. love family style. I like family style, too. I the only thing I want to say about wedding food is that I like trying, <laughs> like, in the same way that I like going to all gay bars uh -huh. to, like, see sort of what, how everyone's doing it and, like, what the little nuanced differences are. I'm obsessed with wedding food to be like, okay, what kind of bad is it going to be? Like, what's going to surprise me? And I think well, I was that is a fun little thing. Because I put salmon and then I got some fucking rice instead of mashed potatoes. Mm. I didn't know that. And then my friends were like, duh. But so I learned that recently. Was there an option for mashed potatoes? Well, the steak was with mashed uh, potatoes. But I, I, I get why the salmon would yeah, be with. Of rice. course, of course. But all but no, I, I want a mashed tough. potato that's at tough. a wedding. That's tough. Yeah. Do you guys know the show Four Weddings? No. You would love like it. Like the reboot of Four Weddings and a Funeral? No, you no. Would, no, you're gonna love it. It's, it's an old show? TLC show where oh. four women go to each other's weddings and then rate each other <laughs> oh my God. on a scale of one to 10 for food, dress, venue, and overall experience. Perfect. I love that. And then um, the winner gets a free honeymoon. But all the weddings <laughs> are bad. And it'll be like one woman going, I have a dry wedding, I don't believe in liquor. And then the next bride's like, to party and then it's like I think a wedding is a theme themes are sick and then the other woman's like I'm having a Halloween wedding <laughs> and then so they ruin each other's lives going to these weddings that they hate outdoor you know they like they should do that with gay weddings that would be so fun if they have not had a gay episode that is so fucked up <laughs> uh, but I don't think they have but theater and so and then the women are like vicious they'll be like I had to wait in the line at the buffet so I give this wedding a six you know like <laughs> stuff like that Wow. and they try to like fuck each other up I think you guys oh, would have so much I fun watching that. four weddings. Wow. All right. Well done. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Should we do our final segment? Yeah. I think we gotta. Um, introduce it. I would love Sorry, I didn't to. have more to say about axe throwing bars. You no, did no, no, keep no, trying no. to ask it, and I just kept talking apologize. about my cutter friends in junior high, and I apologize. <laughs> no, no, no. That is totally fine. I do it's, think what makes it such a perfect topic is that it's pretty straightforward. Just like, well, yeah, it's straight. <laughs> yeah. Like, I came in with like a thesis, and then you're like, okay, anyway. Like, it was like, <laughs> normally, this is sort of a long form essay type, and you were like, nope, short answer. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And we're all like, yeah, we agree. Yeah. And there's no part of us that's like, also, it's kind of queer. Like, well, no. we were like trying to dig into it a bit, and then I was like, you know what? No, Not whatever. the point. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, no, what I, is the queer activity the, for oh, a that's bar? A, that's a good... What's, is well, it karaoke? It's a, it's a drag show, but that's more of a performance. Yeah. But it, I think it's collaborative in the sense that people are tipping. It's also like crafting. Like, queer bars love to be like, drink uh, and draw, sure, or sure, like, sure. today, or like, selling old clothes. Or trivia. Like, <laughs> trivia. Trivia is actually kind of queer. Oh, I didn't know that. I love it's, trivia. Because it's like, again, it's anything, a a drag, anything a drag queen can host. Yeah. I think trivia, even bingo can be queer. Totally. Because bingo's not all encompassing. It's not like a whole bar with all these wood stumps, you know? Like, they're, my like, local watering hole, Johnny's. Um, <laughs> one time we were just there randomly. They gave us bingo cards. I won. I got a thing of domino. But it's not over. Like, you could still chit chat. There's yeah. breaks. Like, it's not the center of the thing. Actually, that's a good point. I do think it is more common in queer events to not have such rigid rules. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's a drag show, you're actually not going to get scolded if you're like talking through it, or if you do get scolded, well, it'll be a joke. It'll be funny. <laughs> you're gonna get scolded. You're gonna get scolded. <laughs> okay, you're gonna get scolded. But it, you know what I mean. It's like everyone's yeah, there yeah, to have yeah. fun. Okay. All right. Shoutouts. Okay. Lisa, our final segment is called Shoutouts, and in this segment, we pay homage to the classic straight tradition of the radio shoutout. And um, I have one. I could go. Please first. go okay. first. Um, all right. What's up, bridezillas and groomistas out there? And <laughs> everyone at the taping of Four Weddings on TLC, I want to give a shout out to Gravlox. I am such a salmon queen, and I always just get normal smoked salmon. But here's a treat for you. Get your bagel with Gravlox. <laughs> Do it once every few times. Sam, you look so What confused. is this word? Gravlox. I've eaten, but what's the difference? I don't know. It's, I, it's not locks? No, 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 no. It's it's more, I don't know. Is I it more salted? I think it's more salted, and it's usually more, like, tender and more expensive. I Again, <laughs> please, if you know the difference, do not come for me. All I know is that it is a slightly more, um, I don't want to say nuanced, but, like, a slightly more complex flavor. So you're sort of like, wow. I'm like, I didn't know salmon could be even more salmon. <laughs> and so get out there and get some sort of, like, dill, dilly gravlax, put it on a bagel, have it in a sandwich and treat yourself. And yeah, it's going to be a little more expensive than normal locks, but guess what? You deserve it because it's summer and it's time to eat fish. <laughs> fish comes alive in the summer. Yeah. Salmon is my top favorite. Mm -hmm. Salmon avocado sushi I could eat every single day for Same. lunch. <laughs> every to day. have salmon like in your fridge and do a sort of toast that's like cream cheese, salmon, avocado, and then a little lemon on top. Are you kidding me? Crack pepper? I don't cook or assemble. But that's me. No, not assemble either? I can make an, a, an <laughs> egg. Assembling is as hard as cooking. That is harder. not true. <laughs> George, you're going to be shocked. I buy sliced and peeled apples in a bag. No. If I have to cut an apple, I'm not going to eat it. 
Wow. wow, I actually love that. <laughs> That's genius. If I if I if I'm gonna nourish my body in a healthy way, there cannot be any barrier to entry. You know, I feel I love bananas, and I think it's because it's just like boop. Yep. Boop, yeah, they're boop. ready. Oh, I have a new. I was gonna do it for this because I've been planning on the show for so long. But I'll just tell you. No, just do, I, no, 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 your turn. Because I have another thing. Oh, have another, I have okay. another thing. <laughs> I take a banana and I put whipped cream on it, and then it tastes like pie, but it's not. <laughs> Wait, I love that. Yes. That's so good. <gasps> whipped cream? This uh -huh. episode is honestly about whipped cream. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, what's up, everyone around the globe? To everyone who's ever had a dream and ever believed in themselves, I want to do a repetitive shout-out. If you heard the Patreon, you know what I'm about to say, and I'm doing it again. I want to give a huge shout-out to Rush by Troy Savon. That's right. Twinks are back in a huge way. Now more than ever, Twinks are back. Taste is back. Music is back. Horny is back. Finally, summer can start. I feel so moved. I feel hungry for the future. I feel hope. I feel finally someone has art direction in this world. Um, I'm so excited for Troy. He proves that yes, gay guys can be nasty and, and in a public forum. <laughs> Woo! And I celebrate that. Troy Savon Rush. Woo! Are you, is this Padam Padam Erasure, though, for Song of the Summer? Uh, no, it's not Erasure. It's defeating. It's, wow. You think it defeated Padam Padam? I do. I think Padam Padam is too, there's too much irony in it. People are a little too LOL about it. Sam's, like, twink uh, pilling is <laughs> insane. Like, Sam is the number one enemy of twinks. You know, he loves bears. Wow. Like, the fact that Troy Savon has won you over in this way is shocking. Did you it's, watch The Idol? Yes. Okay, I love How funny is that? It's, I, I'm all in. Fully tortured and then chill the next day. And then she's like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it was such a bad show. I was addicted to it, but shout out to Troy shout and to shout Troy. out to Rachel. You're going to love this. I was at Jumbo's Clown Room. It's like a strip club, but not really. They have to keep bikinis uh -huh. on, but they're really good pole dancers. Um, I've never met Troy Savon. He is behind me, though, at this Jumbo's Clown Room. But he's so weak, his dollars won't go to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting right at the stage. So I would help. I would take his dollars and yeah. like throw. Oh, dude, so I was like his funny. in between. Uh -uh. That is so helpful. Wow, you are. Look it at you, uplifting cute. queer artists. <laughs> yeah. We had the best time. Jumbo's clown room. I was there with Jared Goldstein, and this woman comes out and he goes, "We love your balayage." Like we were just having the best time with the girls. Wow. Wow. Well, okay. well at least the time has come. Okay. Um, what's up, everyone back home in Skokie? Um, I do want to give a shout out to Mega Babe Thigh Rescue. I'm Ooh. this is no one's pain. This has changed my life. It has made my time in New York and in the world in the summer manageable. I put this on my thighs. They rub all night. No chafing, no pain, no nothing. They come in big sizes. I take the little one, put it in my purse, and my thighs will never bleed again. Um, there will never be sores. Anti yeah, fuck friction, and I love it so much. Thank you so much, Mega Babe. <laughs> Wow, I love Buck recommending friction. an actual product. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe we'll get a sponsorship. I hope you do. I mean, life changing. Wow. You don't have to wear shorts. You don't have to do anything. Uh, Pop it in. I love learning go. about a new product. I also, I know you want to end so bad. I've your gold earring, gold mm. frame, yes. gold necklace, perfection. Oh, thank I you. could not stop looking at this gold. <laughs> you know like, what? Why do I have you here? Uh, should I get other ear or second one in this ear? Ooh, I think second. Okay. What do you think? I was gonna say other ear. Damn. Oh damn. Maybe I'll do both. Maybe, but not at the same time. Not at the same time. Because 
then yes of course. oh smart it's i learned from mistakes yeah <laughs> i learned yeah. from pain bleeding pus yeah oh yeah. damn one wow. side That'll at a time you, yeah yeah right. once your ear is pussing you will keep that <laughs> lesson a product forever. recommendation and advice yeah huge <laughs> am i the first person to bring the product yeah we've definitely had people <laughs> like ha- hold something and recommend it but not not in a planned and perfect way like this. it's just because new york is you know i'm here right now yeah. it's hard um but I was gonna do the banana, but I got it out anyways because I won't let you end this show. No, well, you can end. Uh, you can end. I'm okay. so sorry. No, 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 I'm not. I'm literally. Just... And we support fact, the our strike. Ne- our next guest is late, so we're. At, I, I was stressed because she was supposed to be here, but she's not. So perfect. So, so want to keep going? <laughs> All uh, right, Lisa, thank you so much. Thank this you has for been a true delight. Me. Thanks for doing it. You guys are killers. So fun. Such a fun show. Oh my goodness. Well. Bye, you're, 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 oh, wait. you're what made Chipotle come back into my life. Oh my I God. go, if he's eating Chipotle, I'm eating Chipotle now. Wait, Lisa, you are allowed to promote your podcast. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. have a podcast called That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast with my friend Kara Clank. And it's we recap an episode of SVU, the true crime it's based on, and then we um, maybe we'll continue interviewing actors from the episode. Yeah, maybe, as <laughs> maybe. long as they don't mention that they were in SVU. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> That'll be hard for you, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Best of luck. <laughs> Thank you so much. But the murder will continue. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Well, here's to murder. Here's to murder. Cheers. Bye. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.